0: To our study, we're um, still working on the sixth day. We discussed, left off with land animals. We um, talked about man, formation of man, dust of the ground. Talked about them being, uh, man was the only creature that came from the earth that had the breath of life, okay? Um, We spoke about... Uh, man being a living soul, it specifically calls out man being a living soul. Um, we spoke about God put man at the top of the food chain. Right? Man has um, full dominion overall, um, but not in an abusive sense. Just as a you know taking care of things sense. Uh, So, and then we also spoke about how man was the only one that was created in the image of who? God. That's right. Okay. So, God really paid special attention. Man has a special place in God's heart. And that's, you know, that's what kills me when the world talks about how evil God is. You know? How can you be evil towards something that you created everything for? Okay, man, God created man or created the earth and everything in it to sustain man. Okay, and so doing when we left out, we spoke about if God did all of this just for us, how do we honor God? Go ahead.
1: Because people. Want to blame somebody all the time, yeah. and what's the most powerful being that they can blame but God because people won't take their own responsibility?
0: Sadly, that's the world we live in these days Is it's always somebody else's fault. There's, mm-hmm. there's you know, I'm fat because Twinkie made good Twinkies, <laughs> right? It's McDonald's fault, not mine. So uh, now we're going to get into um, Genesis chapter 2, starting verse 8. Um, the Garden of Eden. All right. Now, the first set of the first chapter of, of Genesis, I believe, is in order. Okay. Day one through so on. Now we get into chapter two it's just kind of everything else that is going on at that time. Okay. Um, there's not really a, a, a timeline for this. Um, um, verses 8 through 14. Give me, will someone read verses 8 and Nine for me. I will.
1: And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in Eden, and there he put the man whom he had formed. And out of the ground made the Lord God to grow every tree that is pleasant to the sight and good for food. The tree of life also in the midst of the garden, and the tree of knowledge of good and evil. All right,
0: so in the Garden of Eden, we have trees. What'd you say about the trees? So they are pleasant to what? Good to look at? Good to eat. And they're good to eat. So I I think that's interesting because I, I think we still wonder at, we just had that wildlife dinner, you know, a lot of that is about woods and that kind of stuff. There's still that time, I know when I go down to mammals and whatnot, when I walk out on the front porch in the morning, in Kentucky, it's you still get that kind of back to nature kind of. Now I'm not a camper person by no means. <clears throat> um, Lori, Lori is she would enjoy all that If I'm not an outdoorsy person, okay. Oh, but there's still something about looking at God's creation and just looking out across the mountains and the and, and the forest and the trees and think all this happened by chance, you know. And it's like none of that just doesn't make sense. Well, here we have. Where, you know, he made the trees to look pleasant. And he made them to eat. All right. Um, the next set there, of course, what else did he put in the Garden of Eden? In verse 9, what two trees?
1: Good evil and knowledge.
0: <clears throat> okay. So you got these two trees right here tree of life and the tree of good and evil knowledge he places them in the the garden as well this is when all that that happens Um, then we move on to there are several verses here verse 10 Um, there's four different rivers that are flowing through here the first one there is I think in well just in verse 10 and the river went out of Eden to water the garden, and from hence it was parted and became into four heads. Now, mind you, in the Garden of Eden, there wasn't rain, okay? Everything come up out of the ground, the dew and all that kind of stuff. And that was, if I remember right, that went all the way through until the flood. That was actually the first actual rain from the heavens, okay? The firmament and stuff. So um, all that was there, but God just did it a different way. Um so the, in verse 11, someone read that one for me, the first river. Um, how do you say it? Pison? Pison sounds good to me. The
1: name of the first is
0: Pison, that is, it which compasseth
1: the whole land of uh-huh, yeah. <laughs> Havilah, where there is gold.
0: Mm-hmm. So you have the first river there. The second river is verse um, 13. Someone want to read that one? 14.
1: And the name of the third river is Hiddekel, that which goeth toward the east of Assyria and the fourth, can go to the fourth? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> and the fourth river is Euphrates.
0: Okay. So here you have your four rivers, alright? You guys write all that down, we'll test you on those names next time, alright? <laughs> so all that spawns from the Garden of Eden. Listen, everybody searches for the garden even they you know, they're looking for where these all these rivers and stuff come forth and gather together My personal opinion is it ain't there no more never it's been gone for a very 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 long time God knocked them out of it. God put the angel in front of it personally Why would God leave something there?
1: Knowing that they would all try to come back real quick Jim. I say it can't be there It was there probably until the flood and once the flood happened, everything was rearranged. These river names is just like the, over the Rhine. There's no Rhine River there, but we call it that because it reminds people of Germany. Rockland, you know, yeah. yeah.
0: And, and that's the thing is,
1: even if these rivers
0: were the you know, the right names and stuff that we name on today, I don't think the location is exactly the same. The flood changed
1: everything. everything. Well, even if it is still there, the angel is there, so no one's going to get into it.
0: Yeah, you know, and, and ultimately when you get to that point, yeah. And so, you know, I don't know about the Garden of Eden. It's interesting, you know, was it, uh, uh, um, I, I I picture this fenced off area where the rest of the world was barren. I, you know, just to me, and I know that's not how it is, but the way that it talks about, you know, God's creating the earth, and then all of a sudden he creates the Garden of Eden. And then at one point, how big is the angel gotta be? If, unless there's a fence, you know, it has gotta be a wall or something. <laughs> He's an angel, <laughs> um, you know.
1: Kind of so you have like an arboretum like thing. It's like it, it, even if there's other stuff out there, that's still the best because <laughs> all of that stuff is. Yeah.
0: <laughs> well, and the thing is, is God creating the Garden of Eden perfect? Everything was in there was perfect. Once man sinned, it couldn't it couldn't stay. You know, yeah. it, like the Lost City of Atlantis and all that kind of stuff. It's not. Even even if it was still there pre-flood, it, it's not there now.
1: Well this and all this naming and stuff talking about the gold and the stones and the things that talks about the land of Ethiopia, all that had to be named after he was out of the thing. So this is like probably Adam or tell telling the story, tell story saying, yeah. Hey, well we were in there that we came out. Yeah. You know where Ethiopia is? Well, this comes this way.
0: Well, and we don't know how long he spent in Ethiopia. We don't know how long we don't know how long he spent in the Garden of Eden, because there really—I mean, there was time because there was days, but, but we have no idea. I don't know how much of the land, you know, nowhere did God say that Adam wasn't allowed to walk around. So that's what I'm saying. I don't care how big the Garden of Eden was. Adam and Eve very may well have been named a place Ethiopia and a place this during the garden it's not like it was one little you know they stayed in Fairfield and they never left Fairfield until after they were booted out you know I don't know how long they were there Um, so looking for it is who knows you know I don't learn anything it's there Um, then then we talk about basically different stones or minerals whatever you want to call that gold it talks about gold there uh, in verse 12 um, it mentions um, Bedlam, Bedlam, however you want to pronounce that. I looked that up. Of course, everybody says we've got no idea what he was referencing at creation. Currently, Bedlam is a gummy, resinous type juice of paint obtained from trees in East India and Arabia. It's got like a bitter taste to it, but it's, it's a perfume and also a medicine. Not really sure how that works out, but uh, I'm sure in different forms, all right? It's not like a perfume that you wear and it makes you feel better. I don't know. You can
1: snack
0: on it. <laughs> you can snack on it or something. Yeah. You know, you got your perfume, you squirt like it, and then you, you, know. You got a, you got a, you got a sore throat. Yeah,
1: if you got a sore throat, you know. like lavender. Like lavender, odor yeah, yeah. well, so it's there's different herbs that you smell. <coughs>
0: yeah. yeah, I mean, obviously, you can do several different things. I just thought it was interesting—a perfume slash medicine. Yeah, yeah, you know? But again, you know, we have no idea what it was actually. Then, of course, well, he then he
1: put it in there. I mean, he put it there because they were going to need medicine. Oh, absolutely. And so everything was ready to take care of them. And, and I
0: believe, I believe, everything in the Garden of Eden <laughs> was there for you know whatever God needed it. to you know? um, And then onyx stone, which is a type of a gem. Okay, not that gem, but a gem, G E M. okay. So, you know, I mean, for whatever reasons, you know, God put all these different things in, you know, in the world, uh, in the Garden of Eden for them. Um, verse, now we're down to verse um, 15 and then 19 through 20, um, talking about man. Um, so, will someone read those for me?
1: God took the man and put him into the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And out of the garden the Lord formed every beast of the field, every fowl of the air, and brought them unto Adam to see what he would call them. And whatsoever Adam called every living creature, that was the name thereof. And Adam gave names to all cattle, to all fowl of the air, and every beast of the field. But Adam there was not found a meat for him.
0: So here's another thing. There's, there's two times in the Bible that I, that I think are really cool. The one is when God brought the animals to the ark. And I always imagine the idea of these animals in a perfect two-by-two line that God calls them, and they, okay. Well, this picture that always pops in my head is Noah sitting on a, a, a stump, or no, a, Adam sitting on a stump, and each animal just kind of walks up and stops in front of him while he ponders what to name this thing. Like, hmm, you know, I think horse. I like horse, you know. But, and it's interesting because he didn't have his wife to ask. He's like, what do you think, you know? Because it says, that, and it says that he had no help me, right? So he didn't have a wife going, that's not a horse. That's a snake. You know what I mean? That's <laughs> so why it was done before Eve was created. There would have been a divorce right there in the middle, right? Um, no, so, you know, it's just that idea of them. It's just interesting how it just speaks like they come to Adam and, and then... Go ahead. Well, it says God brought them to yeah. them, And I'm like, and then he, we know that he walked with God in
1: the garden. Like, yeah. I think it's kind of cool to think that he's sitting there and God brought animals to him. Mr. Yeah.
0: So hey, check these two out. What do you think? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and, and that's the beautiful part about this garden of Eden is, is when you really sit here and look at the wording used <clears throat> and all that was going on, the idea that man Walked with God in the garden that he communed. That's what God intended for us to be. This is, everybody says, well, you know, life's so horrible. I can't believe God lets this kind of stuff happen. That's, this isn't what he intended. We messed all that up and we continue to mess it up by adding the world stuff into our life. God intended for us to live peaceably in a personal one on one relationship with the Almighty Creator. And so, anything outside of that is never going to bring us peace, true peace and happiness. True joy comes walking next to God, and, and that can only be done by clearing out everything that 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 God never intended to be in our lives. You know, all the busy schedule. God didn't. You know, God gave Adam a role to play. You know, but He gave him a whole beautiful garden to take care of him. Okay. He never intended on all of this. It was a just just a communion. And that's what the beautiful part all about. Um and then lastly in the Garden of Eden, verses sixteen and seventeen. Um, someone read that
1: one for me. And the Lord God commanded the man saying of every tree of the garden thou may that mayest freely eat but but of the tree of knowledge and good and evil and thou shalt not eat it for the day and thou shalt eat it therefore thou shalt surely die
0: so this is where the tree was forbidden that's where everything started <laughs> that's, is that what? Yeah. Well, and that's strong yeah, that a strong possibility. I'm true. horrible because at messages. Oh, <laughs> yeah. no, so so that's how it works. And you know, I blame it on Eve because she's the one who cooks the dinner. But also, it was our fault. We didn't pass the message along. <laughs> if they'd had sticky <laughs> notes back in those days, he could have put a "Do not eat" right there on the tree, <laughs> and we'd have been a whole lot better off. No, no, but, but she did know because
1: she. When she had that communication, which I'm sure we're getting to, she knew because she wasn't like, oh, okay, cool. She (laughs) chose.
0: We all know that. Um, All right, so there's where we have. That's the Garden of Eden, a beautiful place that God took care of us. Um, All the trees were there for us to eat. Uh, You know, waters, all the water you could ever drink, um, and and to take care of the land. This was the only thing we weren't allowed to do was to eat off that one single tree. Um, We we had it made okay um, now we move into the most beautiful creation God's ever created all right let's talk about woman. man about verse 18 <laughs> real quick <laughs> verse 18 and the God and the
1: Lord God said it is not good that the man should be alone I will make him a helpmate. mate him. No. No, why
0: is the word meet there? Help meet. Uh, uh, help meet? It's kind of like help not meet M-E-A-T. It's more like uh, No, but I'm thinking mate
1: M-A-T. No, it's help it's mate. A meet. it meets his help needs. Meet. That's the whole point of it. That man is incomplete without the woman. She meets those areas that he doesn't complete by himself. That's
0: uh, um, The definition for meet is suitable, proper, qualified, convenient, adapted, and used to use for weird. purpose. You that show, is. yeah, mm-hmm. to come together, approach in opposite <clears throat> directions. Um, that's true. just basically to come get you know, it's just basically the idea of you know, two people put together. What's that? Means better half, <laughs> <laughs> it means better, half <laughs> better half. Uh, I mean, I don't know, Webster's don't say anything. To. Let's see, <laughs> that's what the KJV says. <laughs> Agreeable, fit, proper.
1: They use a lot of that same terminology that meet when you're combining um, elements or chemicals together and they form something else that does something completely different than either one can do by
0: themselves. So, you know, so God looks down and he sees man having trouble naming all these things. And he says, you need some help, okay? My little helper. Um, which is interesting because, you know just goes to show what God's original intention was okay his original intention was for the two to work together with one common goal you know and and when it further on it goes on here um, of course it talks about um, 21 through 23 is the creation of woman it says the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon Adam and he slept and he took one of his ribs and he closed up the flesh instead thereof. And the rib which the Lord God had taken from man made he woman and brought her unto the man. And Adam said, This is now bone of my bones, and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. I heard an argument one time that they claim that this was false because man has an equal number of the same amount of ribs as the women does. So there's no possible way that this could be true because there's no evidence that man lost the rib. And the guy's response was, if I have a rib removed, my son is not born with one less rib. That's right. Okay, so people will come up with the craziest ideas mm-hmm. to to meet, to, to, dispute, their needs. to meet their needs, yeah. It's, it's just insane. You know, kind of like the stuff we first talked about, all the different theories they try to spin with evolution. None of that stuff makes uh, any sense. Um, so, you have here the creation of, uh, of woman. They put her to sleep or put him to sleep, and she's created from his rib. There's all kinds of thought processes of why it was a rib, and because, you know, all that. I just, God will explain all that. I don't know 100% why. Um, But that is what God chose to use. Um, Verse uh, 24, I think, talks about all kinds of stuff. Verse 24 is the institution of marriage. Okay? The institution of marriage is not a state created thing, it is holy and ordained by God. Okay? Now, the state licenses us because they want to make money off of it. But it is not. Owned by the state, okay? And this is where marriage is ordained. Verse 24, someone read that one for her. <clears throat> Therefore shall a man leave his father and his mother, and shall
1: plead unto his wife, and they shall
0: be one flesh. One flesh. All right, so here you have with marriage, okay? This is the marriage institution, you ever, whatever you want to call it. Right. Of course, it's very it's simple. Who are the two participants? A man and a woman. One man, woman. Okay. Couldn't possibly anybody else because there wasn't nobody else left on or on the earth at the time. Okay. One man, one woman. That's exactly what a marriage is ordained by God. The state can say whatever they want, however they want to say it. That is not scriptural. Okay. That's just the state trying to make a couple extra dollars. What this also tells us. Is, is, it talks about how you're supposed to leave, leave your father and mother, right? You're a separate, you're a, <laughs> the man, yeah, leave your mama, all right? <laughs> you're a separate family well, they
1: did that,
0: from she, what they were before. What's that? She goes deep with it, Which, they didn't have one. <laughs> they didn't have you one. You go too deep. Oh, the God, the you didn't get that memory. Correct. <laughs> And and that's what he's setting setting up for that. If you have a family, you're supposed to leave it. All right. So, mama's boys quit being mama's boys and Mm -hmm. be a man. All right. Grow up. So the idea here is that that you are a completely separate entity. It is you and your wife and what comes forth. That also means, mamas, you got to stay out of your boys' lives. Okay.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Which is a tough one sometimes as well. Um, So. So you got God ordained, you got man and woman, and you got um, the, the separate family. The uh, also idea there is the one flesh, um, and they shall be one flesh. This is a, they're equal, okay? They're equal in the sight. You are one entity, That's, and the way I've always heard it best explained, if you take two potatoes, and you mash them up. Are you ever? Can you ever make two, those exact same two potatoes ever again? No. Okay. It is one delicious thing with a little bit of butter of mashed potatoes. All right. A lot of butter. A lot of butter. A lot of butter. All right. This is how God created it. God created the wife to be a helper. So where the man fall fails, the woman is supposed to help. Where the woman fails, she won't admit to it. Um, This is the idea of, of two people focused on one primary objective working towards what God wants, okay? They are not lesser. And evolution teaches the idea of lesser beings. See, here creation teaches equality across the board, okay? There's no races here. There's one man, one woman. Equal, the same, okay? One flesh. It doesn't say one flesh unless it's a certain shade or has different parts or is a different age or not even born. God says these two that I put on earth are to be married and be one flesh. Okay. Evolution is the one that teaches we evolve and some have greater significance over the others. Evolution teaches... Uh, you know, uh, um, I just like like her racism, and whatnot, but but you know, not liking people for being different because it teaches um, um, survival of the fittest. That's what I was looking for. Survival of the fittest. That's what evolution teaches. That's not what creation doesn't teach. Survival of the fittest. Okay. Now there is, you know, people look at this and say, well, then God is. A hypocrite, Because here he says you're one flesh, but then later on it says, well, the, the husband is the head of the household. And that's true, not the hypocrisy part, of it, but it does teach that. The reason for that is, it's just like everything else. There has to be a final of authority in anything. And, and, and we have that as a president. President used to be final authority of a certain extent. okay. But the idea here is, if I love my wife, the way God tells me, mind you, if I remember right, only the man is instructed to love, okay? That's correct. All right, because the women, they're a lot easier with the <coughs> love, and guys don't like to admit to it, <laughs> okay? If I love, truly godly love my wife, then her opinion weighs just as heavy as mine does, okay? Now, there has to be a authority set up of somehow the entire Planet, and it blows my mind how everything works off of a final authority. There has to be, even when you do juries, and, or when you do all this, you know, well, not juries, I guess that's that is a full 12 man in it. Um, but you know, a lot of people, a lot of times there's that, that odd number, you know, so you, you for um, the, the handling of, of the decisions and that kind of stuff. So, there, God does set that up, but He continually tells us over and over that even though the man is the head of the household. That we are to love our wives. We are one flesh. God looks down on our household. He doesn't see Trevor and Lori. You know, he sees Talori, all right? That's, that's our mixed name. Right. We're going to have a, a, a Talori. I don't, don't want to say Tori. That makes it sound weird, all right? Um, so anyway, that's how God looks down. And we have that at the very beginning of creation. One man, one woman, one flesh designed to do God's purpose nothing else we're there to enjoy the pl- the earth
1: and to just do real quick Joe as I say I looked at that also is that's when you are married is when you become one flesh the procreation cycles because yeah. so, I've told that to people that are younger and they're, they're not married and they said, I said as soon as you become one flesh in God's eyes you have married so you, you created that union whether you wanted to or not, because you became one flesh.
0: Well, and I've I've never really dove that much into it, but yes, there is that teaching that at the moment that two individuals have the intercourse that they... Become married. I don't. I haven't dove right down into well, they, that because it
1: talks about that even in the later
0: on when they have well, to and yes, so
1: that when they go in the tent. They came out married. It wasn't the ceremony. It was when they went in the tent. Correct. That was
0: the finalizing of it, and that was typically so. Now, there's,
1: like I said, I, I haven't
0: dove quite deep into it, but in this particular situation, it doesn't matter. <coughs> two people becoming one in the sight of God, and that was what He intended, and, and He didn't intend for there to be 15 different ones. It was One person for one person and and, and so forth, all right. And then the last verse, there verse 25 and they were both naked, the man and his wife, and were not ashamed, they were pure and sinless, carefree, living life, however you want to look at any of that. It wasn't something that you know the world teaches us today that, and I think it's completely contrary, you know, you should um, love your bodies. Um, In in regards of being able to wear stuff that practically shows off everything, okay? Um, God made us this way. What was the first thing that happened when we were kicked out of the Garden of Eden? Immediately saw the nakedness, and immediately God covered us. The first sacrifice happened, and and, and we were covered. So, yes, God intended us to walk freely, in because, you know, and, and here, and and I didn't really even notice anywhere, and correct me if I'm wrong or if I've missed it somewhere, I didn't even notice anywhere where they ate meat and stuff in the Garden of Eden. From what I gather, understand, what's that? Me? Yeah.
1: I'm just saying fruits and herbs.
0: Yeah, fruits and herbs. Um, you know, because there, as far as like, I can understand, there really wasn't any killing or any of that kind of stuff. There, there wasn't really death until after the Garden of So I, I'm not going to say that there wasn't eating of, of flesh. I just haven't seen anything of it. So, you know, I'm sure that there may be something in there that can show me otherwise, but from what I gather, it was pretty much, it wasn't until after the Garden of Eden was that then given to us, it talks about the meat given to us for to eat, and of course then that's when the sacrifices started and the skins, you know, to be able to, but all that, again, all that is because of the sin that, you know, is about to happen. So, so if they
1: wouldn't have sinned, then we wouldn't have killed animals then, right? right. Possibly.
0: I mean, there's a possibility of that. You know, um, I don't know what God's original plan was. We never got there. I, you know, I, I don't know what he would have done about population growth, you know. I don't know how any, how any of that would have happened. Like, you got to share it. Come on. I just said it's kind of hard to have a feast without a good pig or something. Yeah. 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 How you grill? What you grill? Asparagus? You know what I mean? I mean, asparagus
1: no, is, is, is delicious. What's that? With a steak, though. I I don't believe there was any shedding of blood in the garden because there was no, there was no sin, there was no reason for it. And also, I think that was the—I hate to use the shock value—but when they saw an innocent animal that was their friend, so to speak, like get in the bloodshed and all that, I think that's the picture that you have now. That is the first death. Yeah. That, that, yeah, that, and that would be a big deal. If they have been, been eating them and been like, oh, well, we got another one. Yeah, so, you know, again, here
0: we just we go back and we look and we see how far we have come from what God wants. And to, to the point where we're 180, where people are just intentionally living in contrary. And listen, I'm not even talking about the loss of the world. I'm talking about people who claim to be believers in Jesus Christ. On how you can talk to them. Well, I don't think the Bible really says that. I don't it doesn't matter what you think. You know, God intended us to walk with him. And now you're telling me that he's okay with things that he's opposed to getting in the way of that personal relationship? That's not true. He doesn't expect that. So if it's in the way of a close relationship with God it has to go and it has to be has to be biblical all right